0: You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. When this is all over,
1: everyone deserves a great vacation. Okay, I think we're recording. Um... How I'm feeling. I am feeling a combination of things. Uh, first and foremost, probably helpless.
2: I'm nervous about what is to come. What I might witness and how that might change me. What we're going to see. The decisions that we have to make. Anxious and worried. Yet... At times, I guess, hopeful. How are you feeling?
0: It feels like a loaded question these days, doesn't it? And I suppose it's an open question, just how curious we are when we ask it. Do we actually want to know the real answers? Coming to you from Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome Some time ago, I interviewed Lonnie Watson, a philosopher in Scotland who studies questions. She's interested in understanding what exactly makes a question a question. She's surveyed hundreds of people to understand how we think about our questions. She'd say it's more than vocabulary and punctuation, certainly, as much about intent and investment in the response as anything else. If we're actually curious about the answer, that helps make our interrogatory sentence a meaningful query. This is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. These days, work and life are all tangled up in one another in ways even more complicated than has ever been true And the deceptively simple question, how are you feeling, comes layered with all sorts of weight and texture. So imagine asking this question of healthcare workers on the front lines in our COVID response nurses, doctors, anyone in direct contact providing essential care how are they feeling? When musician and self described sound alchemist Yoko Sen and I first met, we were both students in a class on systems transformation. She went on from there to found Sen Sound and has devoted her considerable talent and energies to reimagining the future of hospital sound. And it wasn't the least bit surprising to me for her to respond to the pandemic by asking a caring question of the people with whom she was partnering. One of those people is Tammy Beaulieu, who's been a registered nurse for 21 years, most recently with Philips Healthcare, where she's helping to design products and services that impact clinical workflow and patient outcomes. She and Yoko turned to their colleagues and collaborators and opened a space for them to share what's really in their hearts in the face of COVID. This is the beauty of real questions, I think, their, their generosity, that space they allow for whatever emerges, for truth to stumble forth. That gets me thinking about the power not just of asking such questions, but of being asked those caring questions. How does articulating our answers validate our own experience or help us process what's happening? I'm thinking we can learn a lot from Yoko and Tammy, and I'm delighted to have them here with me today. So welcome to you both. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having
0: us. So you all collaborated on this really lovely piece called Sounds of Caring. Yoko, you want to start out with what your inspiration was for this? Right, yes. So
4: when the pandemic started, um, Tammy and I started to talk and you know immediately asked ourselves what can we do like what can Mm -hmm. we do and you know Tammy has been uh, my friend and you know she's a nurse and and I believe she's one of the most caring people I know and you know, we we just started to brainstorm. What can we do? What can we do? Right, right, Tammy.
3: Yeah, it was definitely a collaboration, Yoko. I think um, through our conversations, you know, and and pausing for a moment and asking ourselves, what would I need? To me, it became really clear um, in our conversations that we would need a place to unload just to just to talk about how we're feeling someone just to listen. And then, you know, it just became clear that we needed to amplify the voices of men and women on the front lines.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what a, what a beautiful way to do that. Um, Audience, I just want you to know we're going to run the entire piece at the end of the episode. So you had a little taste of it. And you'll hear how they were able to elicit this sense. And I, you know, I feel I think the, the pandemic has felt so chaotic. Yeah. This piece feels so meditative. It, hmm. it sort of slows things down. Hmm. And I feel like you sort of helped us appreciate the nuance of what we're all experiencing and what I imagine healthcare workers are experiencing. Was that purposeful?
4: Yes, it was purposeful. And I think one of the intentions that Tami and I had for the piece is is for the piece to serve as, uh, you know, what Tami might call a a live journal or a time capsule for
3: those Mm -hmm. healthcare
4: workers. And, you know, those are are a really intense, traumatic time and, you know, Oftentimes, when we are going through a, a crisis, uh, our adrenaline is up, and we may not actually remember what we are going through, and it's only later that, that we can come revisit those experiences. But I personally, you know, I'm, I'm not a healthcare worker, but I do have an experience of uh, having survived a, a traumatic experience myself and I still cope with that and from my own experience it is important to be able to revisit those experience from the place of safety mm-hmm. so so it was sort of intentional that the music and visual uh, creates a, a sense of Comfort and safety to hold a space uh, when you know healthcare workers' voices share
0: those intense uh, emotions. Yeah. So you all asked 21 healthcare workers how they were feeling, and and you did this fairly early in the pandemic, right? Tammy, do do healthcare workers typically ask themselves this question? Do they allow themselves this space?
3: No, I think we spend most of our days, you know, talking with patients and family members, at this time it was hard because no family members were allowed at the bedside, right? But you spend a lot of time doing and just getting through. It's so busy and very often they don't allow themselves or give themselves permission to really understand how they're feeling, right? It's not only until the quiet comes where, You know, they can think about either the past day or the past week, you know, even month. um, Really, they get lost in those experiences and thoughts. And this is where, when Yoko mentioned the live journal, where they can look at that and and reflect and recognize how far they've come. That was, um, uh, I think, another benefit of doing something like this.
0: Yeah, I love this concept of the live journal, I mean certainly as somebody who works in sound uh, (laughs) the idea of sort of capturing even in a sort of fleeting way just the, Mm. the, the, the authentic sound and it's what I found so profoundly moving about what you did was how authentic and uncensored people were and it's It's really, I think, a tremendous gift for us to hear that from people who were and are on the front lines in that way.
4: Yeah, I I remember that uh, it was an emotional process for Tami and I to hear the recordings you know, initial recordings before the edit uh, of those voices, and I felt so humbled to to learn that uh, apparently many of them said thank you for asking me this question, which is you know as as Tami shared, workers are always caring for others, and and you know just just this a simple question of how how are you feeling and and how they responded um yeah i i just felt very humbled to to be able to hear the the honesty in their voices for sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so how do you hope that choosing to be curious about their experiences will influence The rest of us.
3: I I think when we talked, you know, we really wanted to light a fire, you know, if you want to call it emotional empathy, but giving, you know, non health care workers a glimpse into the struggles that often go unnoticed for the health care workers because they were scared. And very often we look at them as heroes and and rightfully so, right? Like I, I understand that. But with that also comes this sense of, not feeling real or human or having the ability to be scared. And I think that's one of the things that um, I would like to see, or, you know, and we've talked about this too, right, Yoko, like yeah. looking, I think just giving them the, a sense of letting the healthcare workers feel good about this, but also getting the non-healthcare workers to see inside a day in the life of, you know, and, and getting that empathy or gaining that, emotional
4: empathy yeah uh one of the profound moments um, mm-hmm. i observed as i was sharing this piece with different communities uh you know uh, over uh online events and gatherings and such and and there was one person who said i used to wonder uh, you know those healthcare workers. Uh, aren't they scared to go to work in a hospital every day? How do they do that? And then you know, she had the piece, and she said, "Wow, so they are scared, and they go anyway."
0: Yeah.
4: And you know that 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 is sort of a yeah, just just very profound shift that. They are humans, just, just like you and I, and, and they still do that. And I think that the, the realization uh, is, is very profound, yeah.
0: Mm, I think so. So having put this together, what do you wish people were curious about beyond this? You're, you're advocates now with this. What do you want people to be wondering about?
3: Well, I think curiosity, it, it allows for people to understand better. Asking those questions, right, um, shows that they truly care and is genuine. So I think that what we found is even though this was um, designed during COVID, it extends to all aspects right of what's going on in the world today. So mm. I think that if if we could just um, appreciate and listen more to people, and when I say listen, I, I really mean in every sense of the word listen and so not just hear the words but actually truly understand,
0: yeah.
4: Yeah, one of the things I heard from people who uh, listen to this piece uh, is that it's, it's a difficult time for many of us to imagine what other people are going through. And for some of us, it's, it's a coping mechanism to actually shut down our empathy because it's it's just too much you know for for some of us to even even imagine who are, what other people must be going through it, it it takes generosity to be curious about other people and and you know it it takes courage sometimes to to do that as well, but yeah. when we suppress that. Curiosity, and we shut ourselves down for an extended period of time. That's what becomes the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. When we shut down, and, and so I think that uh, a piece like this could help us in in a sort of a gentle, compassionate way be open to to each other and what you know, others are going through, which is very difficult right now. But I I hope that the piece could help that way as well.
3: Yeah, I would add to Yoko, I agree. And I think that allowing ourselves to be gentler to ourselves, that's one thing that we found too, the importance of our wellness, right? And and being comfortable, talking about our feelings. That's the other piece that was so wonderful to see. And all of people, even though it was difficult to hear the struggle in their voices when they did the recordings, it was the, the gratitude came through, yeah, and and they expressed that gratitude that they were just thankful that we gave them that platform to talk about themselves. So and I think that it helped them or started to help that healing process, knowing that it would be a journey. Like nurses that no longer at the bedside, you know, they, when they heard the piece that they really reflected on past experiences. And so even though they weren't in the middle of COVID, that also ignited this healing process. Yeah.
0: But, you know, when this was starting, none of us knew what we were headed into, right? Mm -hmm. And we still don't, but we're, every day I feel like we get a better, a better idea about what it might be and then i wonder if and how it's evolving
2: hmm
4: so i'm actually in the middle of editing the second
0: oh, i didn't part, know this
4: yeah of the oh. piece uh with the voices of healthcare workers in new york and mm-hmm. their voices were collected um in May, you know when things were very, very difficult in New York. so it's very intense uh, to to uh, hear those voices uh, uh, the first piece was very intense second piece uh, is also very intense but I feel that, the piece like this now will probably have a different meaning compared to back mm-hmm. in May, especially now that people are, you know, fairly divided in their you know response to wearing masks, to you know, how serious they take the mm-hmm. pandemic is and being able to share and amplify the voices of people who are really on the front line uh, of this pandemic, as humans, I think it will have uh, sort of a greater meaning almost today compared to a few months ago.
1: When this is all over, everyone deserves a great vacation. Okay, I think we're recording. Um, How I'm feeling. I am feeling a combination of things. Uh, First and foremost, probably helpless.
2: I'm nervous about what is to come, what I might witness and how that might change me. What we're gonna see, the decisions that we have to make. Anxious and worried. Yet, um, at times, I guess, hopeful. I am feeling anxious,
1: yet hopeful. This strange dichotomy has become my new normal. I have seen devastating loss, as well as incredible healing.
2: Especially, you know, now that we all watch movies about superheroes, like, heroes aren't really people. we're meeting it as people who are fallible and imperfect and tired and cranky and terrified
1: frustrated tired and
2: overwhelmed as I'm getting ready for work I'm scared it's terrifying
1: scared I'm anxious but I'm also thankful and I'm very hopeful I have been a respiratory therapist for nine years primarily working in adult critical care. I've been an ER nurse for years. I have 19 been a
2: NICU years. nurse for 19 years. Oh. I've been a nurse for 20 years. I've been a nurse for over 30 years. I'm a doctor. I work in the post-acute care world. I'm a registered nurse. We are healers. As
1: a healthcare provider, this is something we've always trained for. You don't expect it to ever become a reality. The biggest source of fear is the unknown. I think it's the unknown. The TV, the media, the fear. I am scared of what's to come. Do I have enough to give? We are asked to fight with little to no protection. Um, And then when we
2: offer to bring our own, it's not allowed. It's like walking on eggshells the whole time wondering, am I wearing? enough to protect myself. Am I going to be able to take care of this patient?
1: As a single mom, no, make that a solo mom, with no one else to raise my kids. I worry every day I step into the hospital to work.
2: Can I safely go home to my family and not worry about
1: harming them? What if something happens? who will take care of my kids. We signed up to do this, but we signed up to do it safely.
2: Like I mentioned, medicine makes me be the best version of myself I can be, but it's hard to keep that up. And it's have this ideal that you want to live up to because everyone's telling you to and cheering you to, but you just kind of, at a certain point, you just can't.
1: But at the end of the day, you leave work and there's notes all over the chalk sidewalk. People are so thankful that you're there to help them. So I feel joy, Um, pride in the choice that I made to
2: be a healthcare provider. Really, all I want to do is be there for my team and do what I can do and to help them and to protect them and to be there for each other. Because this is what I signed up for, to care for others. Just watching people come together, has been a really true blessing for me. Seeing the support and the positive vibes
0: to those in healthcare and others considered essential workers, it
2: really, really brings us up.
1: By those who I fight alongside every day, by those stepping up to help in any way they can, it's truly an amazing gift to be part
2: of any of it
0: thankful that I'm able to do what I've loved to do for the last 30 years and thankful that I get to take care of people and still get to be their advocate and speak for them when they don't
1: have a voice despite this fear and anxiety I will continue to fight and I will do whatever is needed of me every day because you
2: have saved lives throughout your whole career And what you do matters. At the end of the day I'm a nurse and all I want to do is take care of someone.
1: And uh, people just need to take care of themselves and I hope that they take a moment to do that every single day. Giving and receiving random acts of kindness, enjoying uplifting music, experiencing joy through art, staying in the present cuddling with my babies and husband, maintaining connections through technology, exercising, meditating, cleaning and organizing, taking time in the sun for lots of vitamin D, and most importantly, laughing and smiling. And there's so many people that are behind us
2: I'm gonna choose hope and faith. I'm praying for us all, every minute of every day. I feel grateful that I chose a career that I'm able to help so many people. One of my favorite quotes is you can't always choose the music that life plays for us, but you can choose how you dance to it.
1: So I'm thankful and grateful, um, afraid, petrified, angry, but at the end of the day, so very humbled
0: Thanks to Yoko Sen and Tammy Ballou you can listen to, watch, download Sounds of Caring at soundsofcaring.com You've been listening to Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM I hope you'll join us again next week and until then, choose to be curious
4: from my side, I really wanted to convey my gratitude to all the healthcare workers and and, and you know essential workers, like everybody, basically. Um, but in particular, the twenty-one healthcare workers who were so generous to share their voices, and I really want to thank them.
0: Choose to be Curious is sponsored in part by realtor Christine Hopkins. Curious about real estate? Christine works with clients from around the world using her time and knowledge to build community. As she likes to say, community engagement has always been my big why. Working in real estate has helped me express that. What makes you part of a community more than living there? For more information, visit facebook.com slash Nova Funding for Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM is provided in part by the Center for Parents and Teens, where families are strengthened through a connection built through positive communication, mutual understanding, and realistic expectations of one another. For more information, visit
3: www.centerforparentsandteens.com.
0: Funding for Choose to be Curious is provided in part by Concentric Private Wealth, where changemakers develop clarity for today and confidence for tomorrow by centering on what matters most, which involves more than just money. More information at www.concentricpw.com. Advisory services offered through Commonwealth
3: Financial Network, a registered investment advisor.